Welcome to The Pulpit, the sermon podcast of Calvary Moravian Church. My name is Pastor Chaz Snyder, and I hope you'll use this recording to grow deeper in God's Word and help you on your spiritual journey. Our epistle lesson is from 1 Thessalonians 1, 1-10. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for you all, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brethren beloved by God, that he has chosen you. For our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction, with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us what a welcome we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. Our gospel lesson is from Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 through 22. Then the Pharisees went and took counsel how to entangle him in his talk. And they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully and care for no man. For you do not regard the position of men. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the money for the tax. And they brought him a coin. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. The word of God for the people of God. God. You may be seated. We now have the opportunity to meet God in quiet meditation and prayer together. So let us go to God in prayer. God, you have made us in your image, and we belong to you. Therefore, we offer ourselves to you today in service, in love, and in praise. Use us for the glory of your realm and the good of your people. May your spirit empower us to imitate and to live life like you by receiving those who feel judged and rejected, by walking alongside those who despair, 
by encouraging those who tend to the hurting, by affirming those who labor and love. So God, now we lift up to you our prayers and the cries of our hearts, and we lift up to you in tender care those whose bodies, minds, and spirits have been weakened or crushed. We lift up to you in your compassionate grace those who have burdens, who carry guilt, or whose fears seem too difficult to bear. God, we know that your mercy is so expansive. So we lift up before you those who are hated, those who carry rage or vengeance. May you calm the hearts and may we seek after your peace. So God, it is with gratitude for all of your goodness that we come to you in prayer. We come praying for our family and our friends. We come praying for sisters and brothers in faith. And we come praying for the world of nations that you have made. We continue to lift up in prayer, seeking peace in Israel and Palestine, and for the peace across the world where war and conflict reign. God, bring relief to suffering, and may your justice be sought after in the world. So God, receive all these cares, for we come to you knowing that you are a loving God, and fill each of us with the light of Christ so that we may shine that to others. So God, now as we turn to your word, open our ears to hear, help us to listen to the speaking that you have for us today. Make yourself known to us in this moment. And God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together be pleasing to you. In Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. So as we have mentioned this morning, this week we are starting our stewardship series, which is called Building on Our Foundation. And right off the bat, I want to thank our stewardship committee for their hard work in coming up with the theme for this season, their work on putting together our stewardship packets, which are should be coming to you in the mail this week. There'll also be extras here at the church and in the narthex. Uh, and for, we want to, I want to thank that committee for all of the planning that they did for this season. So during this season of stewardship, we're going to be looking at and reflecting on the foundation that God has blessed this church with, the foundation that God has blessed Calvary with. And as we have started this morning, we're going to hear each week about one of our ministries. Unfortunately, we won't have time to hear all of the amazing things that happen here at Calvary, but we will hear little snippets and snapshots as the weeks progress. We'll hear how you can be a part of it. But most of all, we're going to be looking at how to build on this foundation, how you can build on this foundation how you can use your time stewardship to build on this, how you can use your financial stewardship to help us build upon this foundation that God has blessed Calvary with. 
For we know that Christ truly is our cornerstone, but we have this exciting opportunity as a group of people. We have an exciting opportunity to build with God here at Calvary Moravian. So each of the sermons during this season will take a look at how we can be a part of that work, how you can be a part of that work. So let's turn to our gospel text for today. And the gospel text today is one that we might be pretty familiar with. Jesus says a line that we hear a lot in church. He says, give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and to God the things that are God. Which at first glance kind of makes sense as a first text to our stewardship season. I mean, he is literally talking about giving money to God. Pretty straightforward and simple. Which... I mean, this part is true after all. Jesus is referencing a coin in this story. But there is much more going on than just money in this story. When Jesus says, give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's, it invites us to ask a really important follow-up question. And that is, what are the things of God? What are the things of God that we give back? Jesus is getting at something much deeper here. And I think looking at some of the details of this story might help us understand a bit more of what is going on. And the people here are asking Jesus these questions because they're trying to get him in a trap. They're trying to get him in a trap around paying taxes. Because there's these two groups of people that are trying to trap Jesus. And if Jesus says that it's unlawful to pay taxes, which is what the Pharisees think, but they're too afraid to teach it publicly, then the Romans would want to snatch him up and arrest him for being an instigator. But if he says that it's fine to pay taxes to the Romans, then the, then the religious zealots in the crowd will stone him for going against God's word. So they're intentionally putting Jesus in this no-win situation. So this question, is it lawful to pay taxes to the Roman emperor, is meant to get Jesus stuck in a bind. It's meant to get him stuck in a corner. But Jesus answers their question here with another question, which is something Jesus is prone to do. And he basically starts off by saying, does anybody have a coin? Almost like he's about to start some kind of magic trick. An interesting side note here. Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, doesn't even have a coin in his pocket. He has nothing in his wallet. So you've got to imagine that this, there's this embarrassing moment for the Herodians and the Pharisees as they dig in their pockets to produce a coin. Because the Pharisees, they shouldn't even have one. Because they, public, they, they teach that this Roman currency is appalling to God. But here they are, in the courts of the temple. So if they have one, they have exposed their hypocrisy in front of the crowd. So you can imagine, they nervously hand Jesus this coin, and he looks at this coin like he's never seen it before. Who is on this coin, Jesus asks. And the word there in Greek is icon. Whose icon, whose image is on this coin? Jesus asked them. 
Pretty silly and honestly straightforward kind of question, I would imagine. Like asking about George Washington's face on one of our quarters. It's the image of the emperor, obviously. Without going any further, Jesus says, Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and give to God what is God's. Maybe a more literal translation might be, Pay back Caesar what belongs to him, and pay back God what belongs to God. Give them what they deserve. So you can see here, Jesus is not just talking about taxes at all, is he? He's talking about something way more than money. Give to God what has God's image on it. Give to God what has God's image on it. So it brings us back to that question, what bears God's image? It's a bigger question than a tax. It's a bigger question than a picture on a coin. This is a question of what belongs to God. Talking about money in church is never an easy thing, is it? We all know it takes money to keep things going. It takes money to fix things, to run programs, to keep the lights on. We all also know that it takes time and dedication and volunteering to do all of what the church does. But perhaps the challenge around talking about giving isn't so much with the giving itself, but remembering who this stuff really belongs to. Jesus says, let Caesar have his little coins, but let the people of God decide with whom they serve. Let the followers of God decide what they have what they are, what they do, who they think all of this belongs to. Let the people of God decide what they want to build. Giving to God what is God's means giving to building something together. You see, we give from many aspects of life because God impacts many and all aspects of who we are. The one who knew us before we were knit together in our mother's womb. This is the God who we give back to. So giving to God is much more than just like paying taxes to Caesar. And that actually in some ways, this makes it more challenging, doesn't it? Perhaps it would be easier if we sent everybody a bill in church for what you owed to keep things going. But that's not how it operates, because we are all a part of doing this together. We have much more to think about. We have to be much more intentional, which is why we talk about it for seasons like this, which is why we, talk, we take a whole season of stewardship to talk about how we give back to God, how we build something together. Because it takes our collective coming together. It takes our collective resources. It takes our collective money. But it also takes our collective time. We have to ask ourselves, what belongs to God? And then we have to find a way to put that back in God's hands. We have to be able to do both. 
We have to be generous givers of our time and our resources and our finances, and we have to be wise stewards of what we do with them, making tough decisions on how to serve God's people in this place. So it's much more than just asking the question, are we meeting our bottom line? It's a question about how we work together. It's a question about how we build together. Each of us coming like the body of Christ with different gifts and skills, all required to do the work of building the church. But what we know is that this church is blessed, that we are blessed with a strong place to build from. We have a beautiful building and location. We have a strong ministry across many generations, many youth and kids who want to be a part of what we are doing as a church family. These are a very strong foundation that God has given to Calvary. We have a legacy of people who wanted this church to be on firm footing through their giving. All of this makes a strong starting place as a church. But we still have to work together. Just because we have a strong foundation doesn't mean we stop there. There's much more to be done. We have work to do together. We have to give generously and put, the hard, put in the hard work of being Christ's church. So this text continues to ask this question. Where does one find the image of God? In the first creation story in Genesis chapter 1, it reads, it says this. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. If we're looking for the image of God, all we have to do is turn our heads. Turn our heads to the person sitting next to us in the pew. Turn our heads to the person sitting next to us on the street. The person next to us at work. The person next to us in our family. For the image of God is all around us. It's not just on a single coin in our pocket. The image of God is everywhere, in every person that we meet. And being a church is about lifting up that image of God in others, about organizing a group of people that gather together to remind ourselves that each of us, you, each of us, is created in the beloved image of God and worthy of care, compassion, and grace. And to do that, it takes work, it takes time, it takes money, it takes skills. All of the list of things that happen in a church are all because we believe we all share in the image of God together. And that is work worth doing. That is something worth building. And we are blessed as Calvary Moravian to have a great place to start that work. But this season is an invitation to each of you to be a part of that, 
to choose how you want to be a part of that. You see, all of that is the input, what we put into being church. But the output, that's what we're all about. The output of love and compassion. The output of extending grace to people who need it. The output, the output of uplifting those in times of challenge and struggle, of being a family to those who need one. And that requires each of us, all of us together. You see, that's what we give for. It's what we give our time for. It's what we give our money for. It's what we give our gifts for. And that's what this stewardship season is about, to be a part of building here at Calvary. So hopefully during this season, you'll learn maybe Something about, the, something about, or you'll be inspired about something that we do that you want to be a part of. For we are all members of the household of God. And we are all called to this holy and sacred task. See, our lives can be made to honor God through our prayers, our gifts, our services, our witness. But this all comes with challenges it's not easy to do it if it were easy to do it it would be it would be done far more than it is but this is not an impossible challenge we need god and we need each other and the good news is that the image of god is all around us all we have to do is look so may you see the face of god in each person May you join with God and his church in this amazing work together. And may our foundation only continue to grow. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for the gifts that you have given us. Thank you for showing yourself all around us. Empower us to work together to do good work in the world to work for you and all of our flourishing. And may we keep Christ as our strong, strong cornerstone. In his name we pray. Amen.